You are listening to iRadio TT online all the time. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Music Matters the Caribbean edition. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Music Matters Caribbean. And if you want to listen to our previous podcasts and keep up with our new material, check out the website podcast.iradio.tt or listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, and more of your favorite podcast platforms. Welcome to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. The podcast series featuring news, interviews, and analysis of all the music from the islands. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Music Matters. The Caribbean edition. I am Laura Dowridge Phillips. And I am Nigel Campbell. And once again, we're talking about the business of music here in the Caribbean. Yes, we are, Nigel. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's uh, there's so much happening, Nigel. It's Christmas, eh? And I know we don't have a carnival in Trinidad, but I am so intrigued by what all our soca artists are doing. It, 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 I am riveted, living on Instagram and, and YouTube and just watching everything that's happening around us. Well, soca artists obviously have not stopped. I mean, as you rightly said, no, no carnival next year, but the business of soca continues. So in this soca session, I guess we will continue talking to soca artists who make an impact outside there. So Laura, introduce our guest today. Dry like that, we jumping in there for some gravy or anything now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, hold on. Okay. You tell so, me, yeah. hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so, so one, of, one of the um, artists, Nigel, one of your favorite people, <laughs> Yes, I get a fuck for that. Yes, it's the Shogas, yeah. The Queen of Bacchanal, Queen of Bacchanal. She's very busy. She's been putting out music. She's, she has her own talk show. And I'm delighted to welcome her today to Music Matters. Hi guys, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Let's let me just get this off my chest one time. Um, for those who know and those who don't know, I'm a big fan of Destra, but as a professional, I have to keep it in check. So <laughs> I'll be professional. I'll be professional when I have this conversation with you. But say what? All in good fun. But welcome to Music Matters the Caribbean Edition. How are you going? Thank how you is babe. how is COVID treating you? COVID, COVID nineteen is a demon. Oh my god. Um well, from from the beginning of the year to now, I mean, it's been how many months? Um, since since we were nine months, nine months, nine grueling months. And to tell you the honest truth, the way it started off, it felt temporary, and I was hopeful that you know it would just last maybe a month or two, mm-hmm. not realizing that it would take so long to get a a vaccine or some sort of relief. And not only that, I did not anticipate the virus spreading so easily and so quickly throughout the world, you know. Yeah. So now globally, apart from having to cancel events, you know, mm. and seeing your bank account just changing status because <laughs> really? you have to now live on what was already there in savings and different things that you may have put aside money to do, you now have to dig into your savings because mm-hmm. in our career of yeah. music, when carnival is over, we survive by touring. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, there's lots of stuff that we would have normally done 
um, throughout this year that were that is still impossible to do. So then yeah. you get into the, the the mindset of all right, what else is there to do? And I'm gonna enjoy this rest period. And I was glad for the little mm. rest, but too much rest is too much, boy. Ah. Nine months. <laughs> you can make uh, a baby. Uh, what are you complaining I, for? I, I was saying that the other day. I was saying that had I known, I ah. would have probably gone after it. And by now, I would have been in a gear. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. And you heard it for some music patterns. <laughs> no, you're laughing. Is it true? It's true. By now, you don't have each other already. Yeah, child would have been working for you know, but see what well as you talk about um your bank account, I don't mean to delve too deeply into your business, but as course, you know, this is about the business and music. You right. you had gigs. I mean, this we had a lockdown in Trinidad by March, but I'm sure before that time you had gigs and I'm sure you had your touring opportunities and things. Were you right. like you had were you like giving advances? I mean, you had all your bookings set. How much right. how much work you had set up for you going into 2020? Well, the thing about it is I started my 2020 out of Trinidad. So we started, we, we had the new year from St. John. Um, we went to St. Croix mm-hmm. and we came back. So I spent my old years in St. John and then their carnival is the first two day, first three days mm-hmm. of January. So after that, I came back into Trinidad. And then before carnival was over, I'd already been to Grenada on a mm-hmm. tour and I'd already been to Dominica before mm-hmm. the carnival season was over. We had to cancel shows like Portugal, Greece, um, wow. oh gosh, New Orleans. Those are some wow. of the new places. But apart from the, the new places that I had to cancel, mm-hmm. um, the usual, you know, that we would do every year, all the Caribbean carnivals, all those mm-hmm. had to be canceled. Now, yes, you talked about deposits and stuff. Yes, that when I told you earlier that you're seeing your bank account, just mm. now, that's part of it. You have to send back people's deposits because this is an act of God. You know, yeah, yes. if it were... If it were the case of the promoter being at fault, then I would have said, yeah, well, it's yeah. not my fault. I'm ready to come and you exactly. expect it's an act of God. So, you know, deposits were going back and, you know, I was getting depressed and I'm like, mm. oh my God. But then I realized that it wasn't just happening to me. It was happening to everyone. Everybody, yes. You know? Mm. Well, yeah, you, so, you had already indicated that you had done, well, U.S. Virgin Islands, St. John and St. Thomas or St. Croix, sorry. And um, right. and one of the things that I've always admired about you is that you had this broad reach, certainly in the Caribbean islands. I remember famously, right. Laura and I were in the, the media pit at the opening of Carifestal last year, 2019. And when they right. called you <laughs> up on stage, the, the whole cast of all the other islands were there. You, I mean, the kind of noises people were making, like, yeah, yeah, you're Deshwagasi. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> so, I, so I realized that your reach in the Caribbean is huge, but uh, it's, it's disappointed there that you've lost Portugal and Greece. That's, that's a European yeah. market. Yeah, I know, and, and and really, let me. It's a bit. It's been a while that you know I've been carted to come to you know Greece that side. But then oh. I said, you know what? I'll go and try it because at least it would be one place off of my bucket list. I want to be able to say I've been here, I've been there, I've been everywhere. Mm. And after I make up my mind to go, then bam, bam. this come and happen. Was it a Caribbean style carnival in Portugal and Greece, or just a game? In Portugal, no, no. Portugal was actually um uh. Something like how they have South by Southwest, where they okay. have a range of talent from everywhere. So mm-hmm. you're going to have pop music, you'll have um, rappers, you'll mm-hmm. have dancehall artists and stuff. And I was proud to be on the cast with so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they tried to book me again for next year, but I couldn't, I couldn't um, sign that contract because what they're saying is that if, they, if, if whatever deposit is being paid, yes. act of God or not, 
I have to. It's a, it's a, it's a weird kind of stipulation. And they we want were back in a position to. Well, it's not just having back the money, but you have to pay for all your your air, airline tickets in advance, oh. right? And then you, they're not, you know. So it it wasn't conducive to what I'm accustomed to. So I was like, you know what? Mm. Nah. Next time, and it was okay. also a different promoter than the one that booked me the first time to come to Portugal. I hear you. That's right. You. you know, I just realized the last time I saw you, saw you, but I saw yeah. you birthday, um, on the day after birthday, on the week of birthday. I can't remember. But before that, the <laughs> carnival setting was in Dominica. When yeah, oh, right, but, and and I yes. came back to play mass. I came back yes. to play mass. You left yeah. me there. <laughs> yes, I left you there, and and I actually had hurt my ankle again on the truck trying to yes, climb up. I remember, you know? I remember, I remember. That is so true. Um, yeah. should we see? We see the so cultists have been obviously because you all are grounded. Um, everybody's you know been that magic with pivoting, um, and doing other things that they've probably wanted to do all along, but now they have the time to do it. So we see, you know, Nadia has a show and you were on it, the Yellow Cow TV. It was hilarious. You are. I'm a hilarious kind of girl, you know, I kind of funny. <laughs> no, you're very funny. I, I really laugh. So um, Nadia has a show. We see Drew doing Ricardo Drew doing Drew stories. We see in voice doing vibes and vibes in with voice on Instagram. Very hilarious. Um, and now you have the Desha Garcia show on, 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 right. on um, a new digital platform called WESN. Mm. Was this um, something that you always wanted to do? Is this way your way of, of diversifying what you do? Well, you know, the thing about this show is that I was approached to do this right after Carnival and I was in two minds about it because I knew, one, my touring schedule, two, I wasn't sure if I'd be a good fit for it and initially it was supposed to be a panel of us and then it just kind of morphed into just being the Deshagasia show due to the COVID vibe and all of that. Um, but it is something that I've, I've always wanted to try because mm -hmm. people always tell me, and, and Laura, we spoke about this before, where... People always used to say that you talk too much on stage. Nigel, I think you told me that too. One, I didn't say that. Times, no, 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 right? no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> it has been said. <laughs> but like, Laura, if okay, I remember no, it clearly. It has been said. It has been yes. said that you talk too much on stage. But you know what? People don't understand why. It's just mm. that I love to communicate with the fans. And mm. I like them to not just hear the music, but to explain, you know, mm. what I want them to do. You know, where are we going and do this part? Or, or you know, it's just the hype. I, I hype people up with my voice, not just the singing part, but, you know, giving commands and stuff. So this was a perfect fit in that aspect because now I can just be loud, right? Ah, Everybody loves there's that word. There's loud. that word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and with Bacchanal comes loud. I never hear a quiet Bacchanal in my life. You I never hear a quiet Bacchanal. So I am the queen of Bacchanal. Queen of Bacchanal. Everybody say queen of Bacchanal. 
I am known for Bacchanal in the sense of creating havoc in a party, mashing up the place, you know, getting people Mm -hmm. excited, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm doing the same kind of thing on the show, it's just that I'm not on a stage making people wave and and run and all of that, now it's a different kind of Bacchanal, it's like, you know, you're getting it in my voice and, you Uh. know, my tones and, and what we talk about and burning topics and stuff and things I always wanted to say and now I can just say it. Do you and, think you're going to continue you know, in this, in this, this as a television yes, host? Yes, yes, yes. I think, well, the Desregasse show, I think, is going to continue because this is something brand new. And I think it was Laura that I told in an uh, interview that we did before that mm-hmm. it feels like when I sang Tremble It because it's, it feels brand new. I'm excited. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what happens next. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see where it goes from here. And I know the question is basically, okay, what happens when the borders open? But personally, I don't feel like we're going to be going anywhere until probably middle to three-quarter way into 2021. Me personally, wow. because that vaccine thing, uh-huh. I am already, you know, apprehensive about it. I you're not don't know t- if you're I not, You're not first in line to take the vaccine. Yeah, no, 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 no. I have to see everybody <laughs> else take that vaccine first. I, and, I agree with you, you on know, that one. So, so with, with that I ain't taking the vaccine. Let go watch me take it. <laughs> yeah, we, we watch your <laughs> TV. <laughs> <laughs> and when I jetting all over the place, I don't know how it is outside. It. Yeah, Beautiful. well, after I want to see what happened to you if you turn into a mutant, if you start mm. going <laughs> here underneath your feet, I want to see what happens to you. Say so, well, you know, this is the, this is a lot of fun here, you know. And one of the things that, that so I've always fun. always remember, you just mentioned Trimblet, and that was it was about twenty years ago. Is that correct? Um, Trimblet wasn't no nineteen years ago. Oh, you killed me for a year. All right, I apologize. It's nineteen <laughs> years ago. <laughs> years ago what i'm trying to get at is that how what are the things that you have done and you, I, for, for me as an as a fan and as a person who kind of writes about music is that you've been consistent over all these 1920 years right and in the soccer in the soccer industry as we all know longevity is not one of those things that really happens yes there's another soccer artist let me call him the biggest one right now um who's been around since he's a kid but in terms of a, a whole swash of people, not many people have been around for 20 years and have had consistent songs and hits and that kind of stuff. Let me ask you a couple of questions in terms of your brand and that kind of stuff. One, how do you maintain that kind of activity and currency after 20 years? And is it very difficult or are you, do you think it's just Sakai for you? <laughs> Um, nothing is Sakai for anybody. Um, everything takes hard work. Um, how do you stay relevant? You have to change with the times. All right. Because after every 10 years, things change. Um, Mm. even before that, I want to believe that in 2000, when I was actually actively on the scene, I think the music took a change right there. And there Mm -hmm. I was now coming into a realm where I was still, 
you know, young in the business, not even having my own song at that time yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I did, I did have a song, but it was not anything to talk about. Trimblet, I believe, is the first really breakout yeah. song that people know me for. You know, know, and I hadn't, and I hadn't sung that yet. So, you know, ten years after that, um, here I am now at that point, being um, a brand ambassador with mm-hmm. Digicel and, and yeah. making more albums and different things like that. So every 10 years, things change and you have to change mm-hmm. with it or get left behind because that is how people, you know, consider you a, a dinosaur in terms mm-hmm. of, okay, what is, what is that then? Where is that? Oh gosh, where's, where's that TikTok challenge? I don't know. <laughs> um, let me do a duet. Where is that? I don't know. You know, so it has so many things that are, are changing and uh-huh. evolving musically, socially, Mm-hmm. Um, and you as an entertainer or an artist and you want to maintain your longevity, you mm-hmm. know, or gain that legendary status that most people look for, you have to be ever changing, ever. You, you have to you have to just be diverse, not scared to try new things and connect with your fans, your new fans. They're babies that used to listen to Destra. And now when I see them, they're like, hi, Auntie Destra, big man and woman. I'm like, don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me no auntie in public. Because I want to know who is this big man. Yeah. You know, and they're like, I listened to you since I was a little boy. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, no, no. <laughs> as, you, as you talk about your, um, your fans and connecting with your fans, you're very super, super active on Instagram. I mean, I tell you the other day, I almost threatened to block you because every time, <laughs> Instagram, every time I open the app, the first thing I see is somebody doing a Detro Wine Challenge. Gal Bubble. <laughs> Just say it. Gal Bubble. You and know, it's international, which I love. So you have been really connecting with your fans via social media. I mean, you have them doing all your dances, you're posting, you have your driving men crazy with these pictures, these seductive photos. <laughs> I'm going to be professional today. I'm going yeah. to be professional today. <laughs> All right, fine, well, fine, fine. So, so, you know, what what has been your social media strategy? Um, when it comes to social media, what has been your strategy? Is this a deliberate thing for you, or do you just, you know, just it's just another platform for you to another way for you to do things? So have you been deliberate with your strategy? I've been more or less deliberate with this strategy because you observe what's going on internationally. And internationally, we have a lot of musicians using the platform for different reasons, just to get out there. Some people doing it just to connect with fans or whatever. For me, I believe that social media is something very real in terms of the successful people that that do it. They're very real. Young people now like realness, you know, so they like they like when you're, you know, you can show them okay, I just woke up or this is what I'm eating or just random, boring stuff that you wouldn't really expect them to like. And because my fan base is wide, I try to utilize social media to connect with everyone on a different level. So I know that I have a lot of male fans. I know that my male fans like to see me in sexy outfits or whatever. I'm not performing anywhere to post any any videos or, or, or pictures of me performing. So, you know, during COVID, they got a lot of those kind of off and on pictures. I wouldn't post one every day. But off and on, you'll get one. And then I know that, you know, my females out there, they, they look at me for um, female empowerment sometimes. So sometimes I may drop a nice quote for them and let them know, hey, we all in this together, guys. You know, be yeah. strong, you know, work hard. You know, and then again, like I said before, my, my fans that are my younger fans, I know what they like as well. So sometimes I might put up a picture with me with no makeup or maybe doing like recently when we did the, um, the Mayal um, endorsement when I show them, okay, this is my natural hair and this is how I take care of it. So I try to use social media 
on all platforms. Just like my music, I, I cater for all my fans with my album. I put out different types of songs. It's the same thing with social media. Different uh, types and, of posts. And what is... um, I, I So, with, uh, as, as um, Nigel mentioned, you know, you have people from all over the world doing this Girl Bubble Challenge. Um, right. People from... Australia from literally all over. You didn't have a Russian at one point? Nigeria, Slovakia, there you go. Um, Germany, Outer International. France, Italy, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so has it been, when you look at social media and you compare it to Nigeria, and I were having this discussion about radio and the importance of radio in, in for soca artists. Um, when you paid. look at the reach you have with, with social media, what... How does it compare? Does social media compare with radio? Can you compare it? Is one more important than the other for you right now? All right. Well, if, if you're talking right now, I think social media is probably a little bit more essential to the artist than, let's say, radio because we have no carnival and we're in COVID times and people are trolling the net, right? Um, radio is really just important to get bookings at carnival time, I would say. In any country. So you're listening to the popular radio station and they're playing the same 10 songs or whatever. And if you're in the, in the top 10, then obviously you're going to be in the fets. However, people that have a fan base or have a, a strong social media presence could actually do that all on their own um, with creativity and skill online. When we released the, the song with Cohen, Cohen and I, we put uh, up to now we have no video, but the song went viral. And I think based on social media success, then it started to play on the radio and then it started to make playlists and stuff. And I'm thinking, how could I do the same thing with Girl Bubble? And then bam, up, up comes one girl from Guyana that decides to do a, a, a very seductive dance to it. Oh, and I post it. And then oh, God. she hypnotizes everyone. Wow. And then every other girl who knows her or, or maybe saw me post it said, I could do one. I could do one better than that or whatever. And then all of a sudden, we have people from all over the world. Now, in this aspect, it proves now where my fan base is not just regional or local. Because now you get to see all the people that, you know, love Dasha's music and would be looking on to see what I'm posting who's following me, who's downloading my music or when getting, or who's getting like um, notifications that she released a new song and then you hear it and then you see, wow, it has a challenge. Okay, I'm going to do it. You know, so it's flattering on, in a, on, on some level that, you know, regardless of what people think, now in COVID times, you really get to see, you know, who's apples and who's grapes and who's who and who's what, you know, based on what we're doing and, and the responses. So I don't know. Everybody like the, the girl bubble challenge. And I'm doing that again for empowerment of women on some level. I mean, people don't see it that way. But I think that when a woman is comfortable in their skin and they can just, you know, enjoy music or enjoy themselves yeah. without apology, that's empowerment. And then to the guys now on the page, they're like, ooh, I can't wait for the next video. Wow, look at that. Queen of Bacchanal. Nice nation. How you mean? Come on now. All right then. He say all he want to do wicked is slap. Just run out the eye for the wicked is jump. Some gal out the road claim them on the man, but she like it steamy. Now try lock me down, take a little land one. Me done change my name, so me now want no man. Him come for the blessing and I get program broke man. If he pass, make me build a mansion. With a little slow wine, him a ton of fraction. Put the pedal to the metal, make that a caption. Some say they was speed, not ready for action. Said the rhythm make me bubble, it bubble with passion. Boy, you in trouble when I bubble. 
This one make you see double Man the box if I muddle So wet I hope you could cuddle Cause when I bubble and 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 I Me leave your man in a bubble and I 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 Split go dunk on the saddle in the middle and I bubble in the middle and I bubble and I bubble and I Me leave your man in a bubble and I 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 you know, so everybody, so you have another video in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, um, the same vein as Gal Bubble. Another song coming up soon. Well, listen, there's so many songs right now. I have one with Mikhail Teja that we actually started already. That I'm supposed to just go in and do some ad libs on that I feel is similar in, in likeness, you know. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know. I mean, that is what the younger generation is into. They enter mm. music that will make them dance like that. They're the mm-hmm. Trini Baden, they all kind of thing in. <laughs> are, are you Zesig? I know you had that in the past, kind of EDM, of course, straight soca, pop soul, yeah. this kind of, you know, taking pop songs and giving it a soca twist. Are you going to be into the Zest? Is that something that you're well, looking that's to do? Well, what, that's what Gal Bubble is, eh? Gal Bubble is on a kind yeah. of a Zest beat. Uh-huh. Um, what comes next is how does the video look, you know, because that, that, that in so itself... So you're making a video for Gal Bubble? Well, we have to now. We have no choice yes. because the song gone viral. So there I have go. to. I have no choice. There you go. Mm. There you go. That's sure. One of the I... things, sorry, one of the things I've always admired about you is that you're one of the few soak artists who put out an album every single year, or almost every year. Um, so right. The first time I, I interviewed you, that is something I took note of. Um, why is that? Well, I always felt that, you know, by looking at international artists and stuff, when you, and not just international, but the artists that came before me locally, like Kitchener, Sparrow, um, David Rudder, and then internationally, Michael Jackson, Madonna, um, Whitney Houston, Bob Marley, all these people, I'm calling their names because they're legends. And for you to achieve legendary status, I think all your, your body of work for your entire career needs to be you know, cataloged and in one place. So I always wanted that legendary status for myself. I always as an wanted that legendary status. I always <laughs> wanted that legendary status. I apologize. Continue. It's not. It's, it's not just about singing. I mean, you need to sing and perform with a purpose. Yes, when people talk about Destro, they say, "All right, Destro is mash up the place." Oh God, mm. you know. And years from now, people are going to talk about, "Okay, Destro never won a, a title." I think I'm the only female local local or regional artist, um, Caribbean, that uh-huh. has this many albums as a female, you know? So um, and that Exactly. And that in itself is a major achievement for me. We are currently working on album number 16. I think I'll stop at 20, maybe. 
But your albums are not. But your albums are not just soca. You know, you have gospel. You have you have all kind of different kinds of music on the albums. Right. So so like we were talking about just now, the same way that I handle my social media is exactly how I handle my music. I try to cater for all my fans, regardless of what genre it is. There are people that are into Raga Soka when we first started, because I don't think we have Raga Soka anymore. That has updated itself into that whole zest vibe. Um, I've done Groovy Soka, I've done Power Soka, I've done EDM Soka, I've done... Um, rock soca, pop soca, pop whatever soca, you call it, yeah. mm-hmm. I am into it and I can do it and get it done and put it on my album. I've also done gospel um, on most of my albums um, in the early part, but I stopped because I wanted to do a full-on gospel album where I can do some um, original compositions. Because so far, out of the seven songs, six of them were covers, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've also been looking at, at for those who know, so those who don't know, I had written an article about you in Caribbean Beat, and the kind of thesis of the article is in terms of the impact that you've had. And I, the thing that I was utilizing was numbers, statistics, right? Your Instagram followers, your, your Facebook followers, and YouTube, and our kind of social media numbers. And you rank at the top on Facebook across all soca artists, including male artists and things. And in terms of soca artists, you're number two on, on, um, on Instagram. You've, you've been building that, I guess, since Instagram started. And that to me is one of those things that people must take note of in terms of how we, how we look at artists and how we, de- how we decide, um, as you call yourself, legendary status and that kind of stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I admire that, right? And you said it's 20 years in your career, 15 albums, more than 400,000 followers on YouTube, Instagram. Those numbers are not numbers to shy away from. And um, well, Laura kind of asked the question, and I guess I could ask it again in terms of what does what does the future hold? You, you just suggested that you're going to stop at twenty albums. Do you have a an end point for your career? You're going to go until you're sixty or older? Just curious. Well, that has changed in the last um, couple of years or so. My perspective. Um, when I saw Calypso Rose's um, recent success at mm-hmm. eighty plus years old, yes. um, and the way that the younger generation was embracing her. And how the European market kind of being new, not new to our music, but new to this new trend of, of Caribbean um, invasion, so, so to speak. You know, I started to feel, well, if Calypso Rua is still doing this, you know, I can more than do it. I have a long time in this business still. And remember, there are other artists that are older than me, too, that are still doing their thing, you know, in the, in the business. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think, I think I'm probably going to stop at 20 in terms of soca, but yes. I'm probably going to continue making all kinds of other genres of music by that time. I don't know. That's like, I yes. don't know. That's, that's, that's five albums away. We'll see. We'll see. That could be five we'll to see. 10 years away from, oh, you have time. We're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> you have time. Laura, talk to me. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the future, Destra, and you know, I, you and I have spoken a lot about a lot of things and I harass you a lot because I would be there listening to your music and I'd get an idea that I'll, and I'll reach out to you and message you and we'd have this discussion. One of the things I harass you about a lot is the fact that you are trilingual, yes. <laughs> fluent in French and Spanish. That's true. Um, That's quite true. And I have been asking you for years, when are you going to do a foreign language album? When is the French album coming? When is the Spanish album coming? Well, a big part of, of the delay with that is, is just because of the markets, you know, if I have to do a French album, 
this would only cater to my friends speaking public. So we do in France and we do in Guadeloupe, Martinique, um, Dominica. But mm -hmm. if we do Spanish, remember, we haven't tapped in completely to that Latin market. And even this year with... It, it's very huge, but here the trick with the Latin market. To be in that Latin market, you really need a Latin steam engine behind you because mm -hmm. they have a totally different YouTube. They have different plugins. Mm -hmm. um, you can't just be a Caribbean artist singing Latin music. You need to have the connects and the hashtags and the different things to you know link mm -hmm. you. You need to link up with the radio stations. It's not just us and Giria because I've performed in Giria a couple of times. I've um, seen that. Tens of thousands of people I've seen. Ad, yeah, ad, yeah. Ad, the ad, crowds ad. were massive and phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it's like performing in Giria was like performing in Grenada. When I say mm -hmm. so, they know all our music. They're very close to our culture mm -hmm. in terms of current. They know all who's who. You know, so I was like, how they singing my song word for word and there's not even English speaking people. Mm -hmm. You know, that was mind blowing. It was also mind blowing being inside of the maxi that is taking us to the event yes. and people are pounding the window and screaming like Michael Jackson inside of it. Uh... You know, that was kind of real cool. But that happened one other time when I performed for um, an election rally in um, Dominica. The same mm -hmm. thing happened. It was my first time in Dominica. Mm -hmm. And trust me, it wasn't the last because I was going there every year after that. But there were more than 10,000 people. And as the maxi wow. was coming in, people were chanting my name. But that was way when I sang like Bonnie and Clyde. And remember, those songs were very, very, very epic. So, you know, seeing me in person, those people were like, wow. Well, as, Even, I, as I said, Carifesto was just last year. And the way that those contingents were carrying on, it, it, it yeah. looked as though like Michael Jackson <laughs> was in town. But now that we know that you are trilingual, as I said, French and Spanish, you know, we yeah. do have listeners out there. Yeah. In Martinique, and definitely we have a check in some of the countries that listen to our music, our podcast. Talk uh -huh. to them now. Let me hear something. Oh, so gosh, what are you doing, my lads? Yeah. Do that to me now, Come on, man. Last time, last time was easy. Simplemente. <laughs> Todo el mundo. Todo el mundo. Um, mm. las, las personas. Um, yes. Que le gusta la soca. Es Destra García. But, um... <laughs> Un cantante, un mm. cantante de soca de Caribe. Olha, that is my, that is my third language. Eh? My second language is French. Oh, Je really? parle français simplement, simplement. Mm. Il est très facile pour um, parler avec les personnes françaises parce mm. que il est la langue um, simple pour moi. To my fans, uh, Martinique, Guadeloupe, Dominique, uh, Paris. To the to the pays qui parle français, je vous aime beaucoup. <laughs> ah, you. I Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. But I... yeah, this time extra. Yes, the, the Latin market is much bigger than the French market, really. But you know, there are a lot of um, um, was it compa compa bands making waves in Miami and thing. Eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but remember, yeah. remember, Spanish is a broad kind of um thing, and French too. Remember yeah. the dialect. So I talk in Spanish and French they follow, but that's proper, you know. Yeah, I went to I went to Guadeloupe and talk like that, and they started watch me like I stush. Oh, you know that? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. They watching me like I stush. So I decided that until I learn Creole, I'm not talking no French on stage again because it's not, it's almost like I'm saying, okay, everyone. 
could you please put your hands in the air and wave them from left to sure. right instead like of saying all Napoleon in the air, let me see the back and all. No, it, 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 it did not come across like that. Did yeah, not come across like that. Yeah, sure, go and slush in French. And I am not like that. So, so one of one of the um persons that was organizing, she's like, oh, her French is very good. But um, so we were like, well, why everybody was looking at me like that? They were like, yeah, because you dress, you dress Creole, you dress ghetto, but you know, you you sound like you are, you know, you, you, you sound different. No, well, they mean, well, probably she didn't say that, but yeah, yeah, I let's try not looking mm-hmm. swanky, but mm-hmm. when I open my mouth, I'm not sounding so. I hear you. That is I funny. Hear you. That is funny. I hear you. I look forward to that dish. I look forward to that day. And I also yeah. look forward to the future of your career. But as I said, um, just to bring it back home, because you're going to wrap up this not too long from now. Just to bring it back home, I have to um, say, as an artist who understands languages, who's global, and who's had a career for 20 years, and still has the, the numbers in social media, and is still innovating at this point in time, more power to you, and kudos to you. And I think you, you could also teach a lot of younger artists how to maintain and sustain a career, because... It's not easy, as we all, as I'm aware, the, the um, soccer industry is kind of competitive, not kind of, right. it's competitive, so that um, I'm sure there are lessons that you can teach people if they do come to you. I'm, I'm sure there are people who kind of reach out to you and ask you for guidance. Of course, of course. I'm always open to that. I'm mm-hmm. always open to letting any artist know anything they want to know, because I mean, 20 years in the business, I mm-hmm. have had people that have given me advice. I've had Iowa that gave me, you know, real estate advice. I've had mm-hmm. people that gave me performing advice, like like um, Double M. I've mm-hmm. had people that I've just gotten um, advice from by just looking at them and seeing what they did, and in some places what to do, and in some other places what not to do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. looking at, at examples being shown so i'm open and i'm i'm not you know selfish with experiences i trust me i would tell anybody anything in a real way too you yeah. i'm not gonna hide anything so keep people it can real. come to me man the yeah, I, think that, that's I think right. that i think that real estate advice from iowa i was a good man for financial advice to in in soca would have mm. served for a time like this huh? yeah. yeah 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 well exactly you know um with, with that being said, you know, also owning my own music, you know, and, and knowing that, okay, when people yes. stream your stuff, when people yes. stream your music, when people yes. buy your albums, you know, it should not just be a situation where your music belongs to the producers or the writers or your mm-hmm. manager or, or whomever. Still be able, as an artist, you are, the, you are the talent, you are the brand. At least mm-hmm. be able to get some sort of income from sales or streams, you know, and that is, that is a class that I need to have with a lot of the newer artists because a lot of people coming into the business, just coming into it for the hype, for the mm-hmm. fame, they're glad to hear the voice on the radio. They like to see the pictures and billboards, but mm. the music don't belong to them. And, and in times like this, I mean, I'm not trying to boast on it like that, but in times like this, as you say, Laura, that's where you really see, okay, well, I'm not working to physically get, you know, paid, to be on stage or do a show, yes. you know, except for virtually, which is not, I mean, it's chalk and cheese when you think about reality performing and virtual performing. But at the same time, monthly, you could generate some sort of income from your music being sold, you know? Yeah, and your and your and your music is on all platforms, all streaming platforms, all download all stations. Streaming, I think. All streaming platforms. Gracia, to, queen of Bacchanal, <laughs> queen of business. 
Laura, sorry, but I, I had to say it, right? I love it. I love it. The queen of yeah, business. Queen I love business. it. Ah, boy. Yeah. Ah, boy. Just try. Believe me, this has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful conversation with you. Um, we're going to be wrapping up very soon, if not sooner. And I would love to thank you very much for being here. Our inside joke. Thank you for being here again. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, all I can say is good luck in the future. You're, you have your feet on the ground. You're aiming for the stars and you've been able to be successful in a music career. And now we see on a television and presenting career. More power to you. All I can say. Yeah, that's that is, that is, that is, that is my bubble. Nigel, are you waiting for us to get an invitation to Dasha Garcia show? Eh? I, I, I noticed, eh, but I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I didn't know. You all will come. You all will come. Yes, we'll invite us and see. And do, and Listen, that show is trouble. You know, when you come on my show, you have to do a challenge or something. You know. Oh, Lord, oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, God. All right. Well, here we are. Uh, we we will we will we will be open to an invitation, but um for right now, all I'd like to say is thank you very much, Deshra. I don't mean to cut you yes. off, but we have uh, we are kind of have a limit here on, on, on terms of yeah, this that's case. fine, that's fine. Right, but yeah. we will definitely talk further on this thing, Laura. So thank um, you for having me, guys. I love you. I love you love too. You too. Thank you so much, Deshra. Yeah. All right, bye. All right, Laura. Okay. Once again, with the soccer sessions has been um been blessed with the presence of a soccer artist who's been doing it for quite some time. And has a head on her shoulders. And that's really kind yes. of what we want to do in terms of talking about the business of so And I'm very happy that we're able to have her. So it's always fun to talk to this show. Good time. Always times. fun. Always and good time. Good laughter. Yes. yes. So that's it for this edition of Music Matters. Just remember where to find us. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Music Matters Caribbean platforms. website, podcast.iradio.tt. And we're on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, everything. We're there. Yes. Don't worry about it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, <laughs> wonderful. So guys, so, you've been listening to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. I am Nigel Campbell. And I'm Laura Dowridge Phillips. And we'll talk to you guys another time. Bye. Bye.